Strength from our parents. Sometimes all it takes is a little perspective from someone else to help us be grateful for what we have. Being a youth isn't always easy. And believe it or not, being a parent of a youth isn't any easier. But the relationship we have with our parents is special. And if you work on it, that relationship can be a great blessing in your life. Here are a few examples of how some church leaders felt about the relationship they had with their parents. President Russell M. Nelson, President of the Church I adored my parents. They meant the world to me and taught me crucial lessons. I cannot thank them enough for the happy home life they created for me and my siblings. And yet, even as a boy, I knew I was missing something. One day, I jumped on the streetcar and went to a bookstore to find a book about the church. I loved learning about the gospel. As I came to understand the word of wisdom, I wanted my parents to live that law. So one day when I was very young, I went to our basement and smashed on the concrete floor every bottle of liquor. I expected my father to punish me, but he never said a word. As I matured and began to understand the magnificence of Heavenly Father's plan, I often said to myself, I don't want one more Christmas present. I just want to be sealed to my parents. That longed-for event did not happen until my parents were past 80, and then it did happen. I cannot fully express the joy that I felt that day. See Alma chapter 26, verse 16. And each day, I feel that joy of their sealing and my being sealed to them. Elder Quentin L. Cook of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles My father had three rules. First, we had to have worthwhile goals. Second, we could change our goals at any time. But third, whatever goal we chose, we had to work diligently toward it. He also said, People have so much to offer us if we are willing to learn from them. That's why it is important to surround yourself with good people. President Dallin H. Oaks, First Counselor in the First Presidency My attitude toward the law of tithing was set in place by the example and words of my mother, illustrated in a conversation I remember from my youth. During World War II, my widowed mother supported her three young children on a schoolteacher's salary that was meager. When I became conscious that we went without some desirable things because we didn't have enough money, I asked my mother why she paid so much of her salary as tithing. I have never forgotten her explanation. Dallin, there might be some people who can get along without paying tithing, but we can't. The Lord has chosen to take your father and leave me to raise you children. I cannot do that without the blessings of the Lord and I obtain those blessings by paying an honest tithing. When I pay my tithing, I have the Lord's promise that He will bless us, and we must have those blessings if we are to get along. Sister Michelle D. Craig, First Counselor in the Young Women General Presidency When I was younger, my family moved across the country. With the help of others, 
We spent a day loading everything into a large trailer that my dad was going to pull behind our car. The morning we were supposed to leave, I was surprised to wake up and learn our move was delayed by a few days. My father had awoken in the middle of the night with a strong feeling that he was not to pull the trailer. Rather than rationalize away the impression, my dad followed the prompting and delayed our move. Instead, he hired a professional mover who put all of our belongings into one of their trucks. When we finally left, we encountered strong winds and overturned trucks and trailers along the way. Our family was grateful for our safety. Without words, my father taught me to have the courage to follow promptings from the Spirit, even when those promptings are inconvenient, even when they might not make sense. I have never forgotten that lesson. Read by Dwayne Case Why You Should Be of Good Cheer By David A. Edwards, Church Magazines Cheer up! The Lord has given you reasons too. The Lord has given us many invitations, and He often repeats important ones. For instance, how many times has He said something like, Come unto me? One invitation you'll find repeated in the Scriptures is, Be of good cheer. The Lord sometimes says this when His people are trying to follow Him, but are facing opposition and trials. And when He invites us to be of good cheer, He usually gives us reasons for His encouraging us to be happy. For example, He once said, Be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. The kingdom is yours and the blessings thereof are yours, and the riches of eternity are yours. Doctrine and Covenants, section 78, verse 18. Let's break that down. Be of good cheer, for, reason one, I will lead you along. Reason two, the kingdom is yours, and reason two a, the blessings thereof are yours, and reason three, the riches of eternity are yours. Doctrine and Covenants, section 78, verse 18. Here the Lord reminds us of His guidance and blessings. These are some pretty good reasons to cheer up. Here's another example. Be of good cheer, little children, for reason one, I am in your midst, and reason two, I have not forsaken you. Doctrine and Covenants, Section 61, verse 36. And another. Be of good cheer, and do not fear, for, reason one, I the Lord am with you, and, reason two, I will stand by you. Doctrine and Covenants, section 68, verse 6. The Lord reminds us that He is near us, and will help us as we strive to follow Him and do His work. We can then go on our way with confidence and, yes, cheerfulness. After all, Heavenly Father's plan is the plan of happiness. Alma chapter 42, verses 8 and 16. And following the Lord's commandments is to live after the manner of happiness. Second Nephi chapter 5, verse 27. Even if our trials start to get us down, if we desire to follow the Lord, He encourages us to be of good cheer, and He gives us some good reasons for it. 
Find more examples of reason to be of good cheer in 2 Nephi chapter 10, verse 23, and John chapter 16, verse 33. Read by Dwayne Case